G'day punters and welcome to Winnie Coast Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, February 4. I'm John Barker. I'm back and joining me as usual, Dan Nuttall and I hope Joel Marshall. Uh, well, Dan, it's a bit of a calm before the storm. we got uh, the first group one of the year next Saturday, but this Saturday does see some pretty... Uh, some pretty exciting youngsters, both two-year-olds and three-year-olds in Sydney and Melbourne returning to the track. That's right. G'day, Barks. G'day, Joel. Uh, yeah, I think there's uh, some good horses heading around this Saturday, no doubt about that. First race at Randwick, an exciting race for some up-and-coming two-year-olds. Um, and then later in the day, um, the Eskimo Prince is a really good race, some really smart resuming horses. Few of them probably will be a bit better over further, but um, looks to be in a pretty intriguing contest. And seeing where they're sort of at to begin their campaign, of course, after Carbon, the, uh, the the warm favourite, the Godolphin runner, um, in that. But yeah, plenty of highlights uh, around the country as well as uh, Sandown, Adelaide, and Brisbane Eagle Farm. And speaking of Sandown, Joel, the Chairman's Stakes is the big two-year-old race. There, it's produced three Blue Diamond winners over the years. Um, in fact, and only 14 have attempted the feat, so that's a pretty good strike rate. The reason that not so many have attempted it is that uh, for quite a while, the chairman's was actually run after the Blue Diamond. Um, haven't had one since Extreme Choice in 2016. Uh, any smokies for the Blue Diamond in three weeks that you can see in Saturday's field? Well, there's nothing in the race sparks that I'm going to be rushing to back. I guess VC and Zara. Uh, Sarasana are probably the two that have um, already showed that they are possible um, diamond type quality. I mean, VC was pretty impressive uh, on debut. Coming back in distance would be the the slight query for this race. And of course, Sarasana coming off a little bit of a freshen after being very impressive on debut. So, uh, a couple of the first starters have taken my eye, but I'm not sort of necessarily convinced they're going to be blue diamond players. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's certainly a race worth looking forward to. And a couple of the other races uh, later on in the card have a bit of depth for them too at Sandown. So, um, yeah, not a bad program. All right. Well, we'll start in Sydney, though, and we're at Royal Randwick. And there are a couple of black-type races. As we mentioned, the first of those is race one. It is the Dali Lonro Plate. Dan, you've spoken to uh, Michael Friedman during the week, who has two runners here. Uh, this one is a 1,000-metre listed event at Seaways and Penalties, and uh, I can see that uh, both of you are fairly keen, or uh, you, you're each fairly keen on each of those Michael Friedman runners. Joel, which one are you with? Yeah, well, I didn't have a firm opinion when I was looking at this race through the week uh, off noms and weights, but uh, when I saw James McDonald book for Madeira Sunrise, I lent her way the first starter from the Friedman camp. She's by I Am Invincible. Uh, out of a Savabile mare, and both of her trials have been good. She's been placed in both of them behind Sicilian, who she tackles here and has the benefit of race experience. But I thought in what she showed in those trials, she could be pretty competitive on debut. I thought the other newcomer, number seven, Porta Rossa, uh, created a bit of interest too. She's been out the back in her two trials, but been really strong late. Um, barrier two, not sure whether she can use it, but just reckon under race conditions... She's going to be finishing very strongly, and I wouldn't be surprised if she got up. Uh, nine Sicilian, I've got in for third, did pull up lame after being overrun in the gym crack 
on debut and in for fourth, number three, Mexico, the other Friedman runner who was pretty good on debut at Mooney Valley and then not too bad behind Barber and the Golden Gift. He's won both his trials leading in, but I've got them five, seven, nine and three. Yeah, I'm with Mexico on uh, speaking to Michael Friedman during the week. As I said, Barks, I, I've got the sense he probably thought Mexico would be more of a, a winning hope than Madeira Sunrise. He does have a wrap on both horses and hence they're lining up in a the listed race here, but Mexico's uh, obviously the one with the race experience. He's had the two starts uh, in the spring, both two really rich races and deep races. Good an English race first up at the Valley, and then Hood is quite solid in the Golden Gift there second up. Uh, the two recent trials have been uh, excellent, being allowed to run along out in front and without being asked to do too much by his rider. Um, he's been really good to the line and won both. So Mexico, a thousand metres, I think just might have the edge over the stable, mate. I've got him for third. In for second, I have Satin and Silk, who um, is first up here for the Snowdens. She was, uh, I thought, fairly fairly honest in the, in the in the gym crack in the spring. It was a heavy eight that day. Uh, won't get as wet this time around, but the trials have been pleasing, and I think she can run a race first up. Madeira Sunrise, uh, yeah, obviously is... Uh, on debut here, so a bit to learn about her. The breeding suggests will be a bit better or further, but look, her trials have been good and she can run a race first on debut here. And in for fourth, I've got the nine Sicilian. Three, eight, five, nine. The other black type race, this one for the three year olds at Royal Randwick on Saturday, is race eight Fujitsu General Eskimo Prince Stakes, 1200 metres, set weights and penalties, group three, Joel. You know, the market seems to have honed in on two runners. Uh, early in the week, Aft Cabin was clearly the pick, but uh, as the week has gotten longer, Zoo Tiger has really shortened up, and I've lent his way. I think um, the way this race looks, there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of speed. A few of these will be wanting to take a sit, and I think he can cross over and lead, or if something wants to kick up, at least be outside the lead and, and get his chance. He's got the necessary speed over this distance to be competitive. Uh, we saw him last prep. Uh, win his maiden first up and then just copped a bit too much pressure in the Ming Dynasty at his second up run, but then showed his quality in the Golden Rose. Um, was able to get across and was pretty well rated in front there, but I thought he stuck on really well. That looks A-grade form and, yeah, the market sort of, as I said, is really sort of beginning to trend towards him. So I've lent his way from Aft Cabin. Of course, he was the favourite for the Caulfield Guineas before he bled in a track gallop. He was so dominant in that Guineas prelude win. Uh, run in atrocious conditions. He did thrash Osipenko there and he came out and ran third in the guinea. So it's the right sort of form. I've got Wolverine and Osipenko in for third and fourth. Now they're probably going to settle off the speed, but they're both drawn okay. So if they can hold a decent spot, they could be knockout chances. Wolverine, I think, is big odds. She just got too far back in the Silver Shadow first up last prep, but did run on well. Smaller field and a bit less uh, speed engaged. She could settle closer and I think she's overs. And Ostapenko is a smart colt in for four. Eight, three, four, and five. Yeah, and with the favourite on top tier, uh, on top after Carbon, uh, the, the four starts, two wins, two seconds, last preparation. And look, 1,200 metres, I think he can sprint well enough to be winning this first up. Of course, most of the, if not all the field are first up here and looking for a little bit further, some of them. But uh, this horse, whilst we'll get over a little bit more ground, I think can certainly sprint well fresh. He's... Post a second to Jackano at 1,200 metres in a Group 3 last prep, and that was um, uh, in between That was in between two really dominant wins at Sandown Hillside and Caulfield. So deserves to be favourite here. 
and he's on top for me. Communist is my second pick. I think this horse is a, a coming Group 1 winner. Um, 1,200 metres might be a little bit short of his best, but I th- he did run quite well over this trip um, on debut last time in. He sort of worked well through the grades and was a second in a pair of stakes races to end the preparation, uh, including a second to Golden Mile, uh, who had just come off a of Caulfield Guineas win. So Communist 1, I want to follow this prep, as is the five also who was outstanding in that Caulfield Guineas by uh, after getting a long way back, obviously drew very wide that day and had to come from near last and was outstanding running into third. Um, he too will improve over a bit, bit of ground. Uh, but yeah, Ossipenko and Communist, two horses I definitely want to follow. I think they're coming group one winners. And in for fourth, I have the one, Sajardin. Uh, might be a bit sharper than a few of these. Three, six, five and one. Good name, communist. It's uh, been by Russian Revolution, and uh, it'd be funny if uh, won the Golden Slipper and then became a big sire, wouldn't it? And you'd have capitalist and communist, uh, <laughs> two sides of the same coin. Um, Joel, we haven't. Well, in fact, we haven't heard either of your specials. So, uh, uh, for either of you, so Joel, kick us off. What do you like most at Royal Randwick? Yeah, my value bet is in race three in the midway. I've gone for number four, Go Troppo. Unplaced all four this prep, but I think he's going okay. Uh, Third up at Warwick Farm, he was fourth, beaten less than a length. Second and third have both since won. Uh, So it's been a good form race. He then uh, went to a Saturday race at Randwick, benchmark 78, settled back, pace didn't really suit, got a big bump on the turn and then didn't finish off. Uh, From gate two, he can settle a bit closer Back to a midway grade, double figures. I think he's a good each way play. And my best comes up in the second last, race nine, uh, number four, Kettle Hill. Uh, this bloke really caught the eye at his first Australian start. Hence, he's been really warm in the market the next two. $2.90 favourite, $4. And missed a place both times. But Randwick, he, the race wasn't really run to suit second up. Um, then he came back in distance to 1,400. And again, drew wide, three wide, no cover. Not much tempo. He loomed and was probably just out sprinted. This is a better setup. Gate one, he'll do no work. 1,600 suits and James McDonald sticks. So I have got time for a couple of others in the race. But I think if you've been with him, I think it'd be well worth sticking with him for one more go. And I wanted a bit more of odds. I made my Ruffy Capistel race two, number eight. It's a raffle of a race, but she was 1,200 to 1,600 second up. Was going to run second at the 100 and just peaked on her run. She'll be fitter, uh, but do note, she is in still on the Kenzo track on Friday where she's about $3.60. So uh, just check where she goes, but obviously much bigger price on Saturday. My best comes up in race five with the uh, oh, the Chris Waller train, pretty wild, who I think 1,300 metres is a bit of, bit, bit of a better recipe for her than the 1,100 she saw last start. Um, James McDonald takes a ride. She... Uh, he had the one. He's had the one ride on her for one win. That was on debut at 1,200 meters, um, and yeah, I just think 1,300 meters much more suitable. She's a mare with a bit of upside, and uh, I think it has a bit more upside than a few of these. So pretty keen on her. Race five, number four. The value comes up in the uh, highway handicap. The race prior, race four, I'm with the two blow dart. Uh, not much luck in running first up, but I thought was quite good at a benchmark 72 grade in town. Second up, back in grade to a, to a highway handicap, I think will suit him. He's drawn ideally, get a lovely run just off the speed. 
And uh, I think on best form, he'll be hard to beat. It's been a while since his last win. That is the query. But if you look at his runs in highways last preparation, he was he was thereabouts. Um, and here second up with a good with a good run expected from barrier three. I think Low Dart is a good each way play in race four. Race four number two. Melbourne racing on Saturday is at Sandown Hillside, and there are. A couple of black type races ahead of next week's big CF4 meeting. As I mentioned earlier, Lamaro's Hotel Chairman's Stakes is the first of those race two. 1,000 metres set weights and penalties for two-year-olds at Group 3 level. And uh, a couple of fun facts about this. Uh, this was originally a Phillies race, but uh, then after a while uh, it was opened up to uh, male horses, and they then won about the next eight in a row. But since then, Phillies have won the chairman stakes in 14 of the past 17 years, and Sebenak won it last year, but he was the first colt to win it since Extreme Choice in 2016. The Phillies in Saturday's nine-horse field are Sarasana, one of the favourites, and the bottom three, extremely wicked Miss Burgoyne and Ritten Bly. Uh, the favourite has won the chairman stakes in eight of the past 13 years, so that's a good sign for VC from the Mara Neustis camp. And less of a good sign for VC is that uh, formality in 20, uh, 2017 is the only chairman stakes winner in the past eight years to have had a start in the preceding 48 days. So most of the winners in the past have either been on debut or they have been resuming from a spill or at least a decent freshen up. Joel, how did you see this one? Yeah, I'm going to have a couple of dollars each way on number nine, written Bly. I thought she jumped out pretty well. You know, not not sort of really fully stepping into her, but I thought she uh, showed a fair bit in her two jump outs at Cranbourne and did jump out with Sarasana, who was pretty hard held, but written Bly wasn't really being pushed out either. So... Just thought Graham Bag is pretty good with his two-year-olds. He doesn't sort of step them out unless they can do something. It's a and he's daughter. a big, uh, he's a big, um, you know, he, he wants to push written by, I'd imagine, as a sire. So, uh, yeah, that's right. And I, he, I thought, he yeah, owns I, it by himself too. Yeah. So you know, he's. I, I think, yeah, I, I just, and she's had a reduced choice mare too. So there's a bit of breeding there. She's going to be. I, I thought she would be double figures, and she is. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have a, something each way on her uh, to beat uh, number three, Sarasana, who, as touched on, she was pretty impressive this track and trip uh, back in December. Uh, two VC, I've got him for third. Just that sort of little niggle coming back to the thousand meters. He was pretty impressive at Flemington. Um, so look, there's no real knock on him. Just that coming back a hundred meters, whether that's the right recipe, you know, he could he could run really well here in defeat and still be a top diamond hope. And five perilous fighter, I thought he jumped out pretty well. Um, chasing home Gangitano in the most recent one, he Gangitano performed pretty well on debut. Uh, when he debuted a, a fair a little while ago, so I thought that jump out form was worth respecting, especially with Craig Williams to ride. But to nine each way from three to five. I'm with the two VC, a pretty impressive winner down the straight on debut. Um, that with a bit in hand, and the margin was quite healthy for a race down the straight, a sprint race down the straight. So impressive performance. Um, 
won't be diving in, but I think he's uh, deserves to be favourite, and he's my top pick for that reason. I think the seven extremely wicked um, will certainly run a big race. She. She's had a freshen up since the debut run at Mooney Valley. She beat all bar Croatian Bell, who was coming off a pretty dominant win at that same track and has since gone around in the Magic Millions two-year-old classic and uh, was ran okay finishing midfield with excuses there. Um, like the way the jump out, she's had, she's been jumping out before and after that that debut run, extremely wicked, and uh, she'll be settling up on the pace. In for third, I got the sixth to Cito. Uh, I thought that was hitting the line nicely in his jump out. And in for fourth, I have the three Sarasana, of course, as the win on the board at this track. Two, seven, six, and three. Uh, well, I made written by my ruffie on page two of winning post, which is a pretty soft ruffie at only about 13 bucks. But I didn't have the guts to put her on top. I put Sarasana on top from VC, written by and Zulfikar. So that is three, two. Nine and one, the other stakes race at Sandown on Saturday is race seven, Lamaro's Hotel, Jeffrey Belmain Stakes, 1,300 metres. weights and penalties for the Mayors at Group 3 level, Joel. You know, I'm sticking with Road to Arataki. I've uh, been with her this prep. She got the cash third up, lovely heads-up ride by Jamie Carr where there was no speed on early and she jumped well, just strode to the front and controlled things at Flemington. Shuffle Dancer ran on strongly for second. Nothing wrong with that form. I think she could probably do the same again here if she jumps well. Uh, don't think there's an awful lot of speed. Sonora, Diamonds in the Sky, probably your two obvious um, that can go forward. Matilda, probably from a wide gate over that trip, will go back. So I think Rotarataki can land on speed again here. She, look, she's jumping up from a Phillies and Mares benchmark 70 to a group race, and she's not that well treated at the weights. But she is a mare with upside, three of nine. She has won, and she's on the up, this prep, and Jamie Carr sticks. So I'm with her as well. Uh, one ex-Alita I've got in for second. She's the class act. That's got 59, and her first up form suggests she's you know, probably going to run fifth or sixth and then jump out of the ground second up. But I thought this race sort of fell away reasonably quickly, and just that group one form, hard to ignore. 11 snapped, was impressive first up, and then went to Sydney and probably should have won. Didn't have a lot go right. And six standoff is a bit of a heartbreaker, but she'll get back and she'll be charging home. Might be a roughie to include in your first fours. 10 from one, 11 and six. And with the 11 snapped on top, uh, love the win first up at this track. I think form around in the race. She stood up quite well. She then went to Sydney and just had no luck whatsoever. A couple of times down the straight, she just, Maddie Cartwright couldn't get clear. Um, and that lasted 100, 100 metres or so. She looked a good thing beaten there. Um, well, at least she can bounce back. This is a, obviously a stronger race, which is here third up. Uh, she's up, to, up in distance of 1,300 metres. She's one impressive over 1,200 metres. So I don't think the rise in distance will be a, a problem here. And Mark Zara taking the ride, a bit of a bit of an upgrade from Matt Cartwright with respect to him. He's been riding well, but uh, Mark Zara, obviously a leading jockey and, and maps to get a good run. So snapped on top for me, uh, pretty keen on her. She's my best of the day in Melbourne. Number 12 and next Sonora, who is look uh, quite a bit up in grade for this. She comes out of a benchmark 64 win at the lakeside track, but the way she won there was quite impressive. Um, considering she was held up, she had to overcome a bit of trouble there. Uh, she was good. At the lakeside track prior, I think she's now fourth up. I know she's quite a bit up in grade, but she looks to be quite a promising mare, and I think she can um, handle this step up. In for third, I've got Rose Quartz, 
just need to win this this match. It's been a while. So it's been about a year since her last one, but this preparation, she's been going close in, in good races. Um, it's a good chance. It's as good a chance as any here. And in for fourth, I have the 10 road to Arataki. 11, 12, 4 and 10. Uh, I'm with Rose Quartz here. Uh, just nothing, nothing wrong with her form at all. Um, and I, I guess the only query is just the last 100 metres of this, but um, just coming out of that uh, very good run in the Standish and uh, with the jigsaw form at two of her three starts prior to that, I think she's a fairly bomb-proof each-way option. Uh, assuming, of course, that she does get the, uh, get the 1,300 snapped. Vespertine and Bell Erich are my other selection. So I've got four, 11, two, and seven. Joel, talk us, well, Road to Arataki was your best, and your value bet happens to be mine. So uh, talk us through why we are right. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Jamie Carr hopefully has a big day because uh, she's on my best and my value. Yeah, unusual culture in race number five. This mare hasn't had a lot of luck since she's arrived from New Zealand. Um, she has showed ability, um, but she sort of, you know, a couple of those runs last prep at Caulfield, they rode her back. I think they're sort of trying to teach her to settle and, you know, that, that may have worked, uh, but, you know, in, in, in the process could probably cost her being a winning chance. First up at Sandown again, uh, ridden back, got into strife on the turn, got checked and, and into bother, but uh, she really let down strongly and, and another stride would have won. It was an impressive return. She's up a little bit in grade here, taking on the boys. But I think she's got a fair bit of upside, and I wouldn't be surprised if they try riding her a little bit closer. Uh, but in any case, I think she showed with that finish that she's got more wins in store. So I think she's a good each-way play at around $7. My value comes up in race number four. I'm with discerning uh, street boss Philly, who will need to turn the tables on Benedetta, but she gets a two-and-a-half kilo weight swing. In her favour here, um, she's rock hard fit. Jamie Carr again takes a ride and dropping from 16.5 to 57 kilos for this. I think she can turn the table on the, on the uh, top weight in Benedetta. So discerning uh, each way, race four, number four, the value and my best comes up in uh, race seven, as we've touched on, uh, the 11 snapped. Uh, yeah, and my best. Uh, my, my value bet, as mentioned, was uh, like Joel's, race five, number 12, unusual culture. And I thought Daytona Bay, race six, number three, won't be any great price, but uh, just a one defeat and uh, an exciting galloper returning for the autumn. Morfittville, they are racing on the parks track in Adelaide. Dan, what did you find for us there? Yeah, quite like Black Bolt in race five. It's the three. Um, he'll roll forward like the favourite will Saskatoon. He'll probably lead Saskatoon and and Black Bolt, I envisage sitting outside him. So those are the two in the markets, and I think it'll be a sort of battle between those two. I think Black Bolt can get the other upper hand late. Uh, really picking along quite well. This preparation is here third up now, up to 1,400 metres. Um, he ticks a lot of boxes, and Kayla Crowther, leading jockey in Adelaide, taking the ride. So I think Black Bolt will be too good for Saskatoon and the rest of the field there, and, and pretty keen on him. Race five, number three. Uh, the value comes up in race nine. Now, it's an open race. There's quite a few chances here. But I thought the 11, uh, Magic Lane, was uh, too big odds to sort of ignore, considering she's considering her a really good first-up run at Morpherville. It wasn't a class two. 
Uh, this is a benchmark 70. So she is up in grade, but it was a really, really nice return. She's down on the minimum with uh, Alana Liversley claiming three. So she'll carry a very light weight uh, and second up with the rising trip as well. So I thought just a horse with a little bit of upside. This is, a, as I said, it is a, a deep race. There's a few, quite a few winning chances, but 34 to one um, well, was really taken with that first up run. And I think there's only improvement to come with her. So race nine, number 11, Magic Lane, the value. All righty, Joel, any thoughts on Adelaide? Uh, yes, uh, I like race two, number 16, Thirsty Guest. Uh, second emergency and no scratchings as yet, but this son of So You Think didn't have a lot of early speed on debut, got back, but really did finish off well. Finished midfield, but it was a good run. It was a good form race. Uh, the runner-up was a heavily backed winner last week. The winner goes okay, and the third horse... Uh, Kiliarko ended up going on to place in the Twilight Glow, listed race at Caulfield. So form out of the maiden, good. The run was good. Uh, hopefully he's taken some improvement from the break. He may well need a little bit further, but uh, yeah, keen to play him each way. And I also liked race seven, number eight, Oridos. Uh, I had something on him at Morfordville last week and he rolled forward, sat outside the well, sat second, wasn't really outside the leader because the leader sort of um, opened a bit of a break. And then the leader dropped off. He was a sitting shot. He um, ran well, unfortunately fourth. But I reckon on the quick backup with no weight again, he can settle handy and give you a good sight because I thought there was a bit of, bit of guts and determination to that effort last week. We head back to Eagle Farm for Brisbane Racing on Saturday. And Dan, in race two, Chris Waller and Jimmy Orman get together and uh, the winning post panel is fairly keen on this one. Yeah, head of state is the tip, um, race two, number one. And look, at seven horse field. And I really, I'd, I'd be surprised if uh, uh, one, two or three didn't win. And I think one's quite well placed in this head of state based on his, his recent runs. He was... Quite well, really good in the wave. He sat three and four wide the trip. First up over eighteen hundred meters there, and uh, ran on strongly into fourth. Then up to two thousand meters last start, he was a long way off them on the turn, and he just kept closing uh, solidly into fourth. He wasn't a, a winning threat, but he was taking ground off them late, and it was a, a good effort. Looks for suited to the twenty two hundred meters here. The smaller field, he won't be as far back. Military gambler who did win that uh, Doombin race last start over two thousand meters was much closer in the run. Um, but Reheta stayed in the small field, won't nearly be as far back, and just it seems as if he's just crying out for this longer trip. So classy horse, um, and I think he gets the uh, job done and breaks a bit of a winning drought here, third up, race two, number one. The best, the value comes up in race eight, and with, uh, I think, a stay with a little bit of potential in the form of Scarlet Tufty from the, uh, the Jack Bruce stable. He's two runs back from a spell. He's horse has finished near the tail of the field, but he's only been beaten sort of one, two, one or two lengths in both of those runs. So he hasn't been far away. He's had a bit of a freshen up. He's uh, won a trial easily uh, since his last start run. And importantly, drops from 53, 55 kilos to 53 for this. So uh, I think Scarlett Tofty, look, he's, he's still got a little bit to prove in terms of uh, since arriving in Queensland, but I do think rising in trip and back in... Uh, uh, sorry, back in um, dropping in weights. I think he ticks a few boxes here and um, might be one on the up. So race eight, number 11, Scarlet Tufty. Ha ha happy to have a few each way on him. 
Joel, any thoughts on Eagle Farm? Uh, nothing for me there, Bucks. Rightio. Uh, over in Perth, well, we don't know what's going on over there because uh, the forecast is for 37 on Saturday, or it was. I haven't looked at the update uh, on Thursday. Um, and as a result, and I haven't heard any, but uh, at the moment, the meeting is uh, scheduled to start at 12.20 Saturday uh, Perth time, um, but it is unlikely to do so. If the forecast uh, is ameliorated, then it will uh, move later in the day if a cool change is coming through, and if not, if they're still expecting 37. The races will be run on Sunday. So, well, presumably they'll go around at some stage, and if they do, Hoops is best at Ascot is race two, number one, a lot of good men. And his value bet is race six, number eight, Queen of Jerusalem. Earlier on Saturday, across the Tasman, Joel, they're racing at New Plymouth and Winger Two. Yeah, at New Plymouth, I'm placing my faith in the uh, South African jockey, Warren Kennedy, who rides both my best and my value. The best comes up in the first, race one, number three, Reverberations. I got a long way back last time out, but reeled off good late sectionals to get up and run sixth. Uh, it was a run suggesting that a step up in trip would suit, and he gets that here. And my value bet is in the Oaks Prelude, race seven, a listed race for the three-year-old fillies. Quite liked um, the work of number 13, Sky Dancer. Uh, three runs to date. She's yet to win, but she's been placed all three. She's been hitting the line strongly, comes through what I thought was a pretty decent maiden last time out. Drawn gate one, step up and distance suit. So hopefully with that better barrier and longer distance, she can take a bit more of a forward position. And yeah, she is taking on some fillies that have won races and that have uh, sort of tried their hand at stakes level already, but just think there's a bit of upside with her, Sky Dancer. And at Winger Tui, my best comes up in the last race, 10, number seven, Prince Elby. Uh, this horse uh, did campaign in Queensland last year. Uh, that was after winning his maiden impressively at this track and trip. Uh, now, first up, he got a long way back. He missed the start, settled last, was still back there on the turn and then weaved through and was finishing powerfully. Uh, finished sixth, but was right on the place getter's heels. He'll be fitter for that in the step up and trip suits. And my value bet, race four, number three, Ehu. Uh, this horse is, he's got talent. He can just mix his form a bit. Last time out, he was wide on speed. He, he finally crossed to the front, uh, but just that work, had, early work had told, and then he wanted to lay into the rail. He, he's got a few quirks, this bloke, but he held on pretty well for fourth. And if he can just run up to that, he's drawn better. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, a pretty open race. And I thought if he could just run up to that, then he could be competitive. Alrighty, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, Joel, uh, got uh, back on the winners list l last week with Think About It, but, uh, well, unfortunately, because I keep track using SuperTab 
TAB dividends, uh, you didn't get as much as you would have uh, otherwise. I think it was only a dollar sixty TAB, where it's actually in black figures, uh, fixed price. Uh, that was think about it, uh, Dan. You are still well overdue. I back from my freshen up. Hopefully, will be be refreshed. Uh, the last uh, last time I was here, I did. I reckon I, t- I think I tipped five of the nine winners at Mooney Valley, but somehow went for a different one for my uh, for my lazy lob. So this time I'm going to go each way. I'm going to go. I'm going to wait till the last at Mooney Valley, one we haven't discussed, but one that I quite like. And look, it's, uh, if it runs a place, you pr- pretty much only get your money back if you're having ten each way. It's race nine, number one at Sandown Hillside, and that is Glory Days, Joel. Yeah, I just played through the V last week, and I'm going with another favourite, but it will be better odds uh, than last week's one. Uh, I speak of Kettle Hill, Randwick, race nine, number four. I think it sets up nicely for Black Bolt and Adelaide, race Morphville Parks, race five, number three. All right, three bets, three venues. Enjoy that, punters. Uh, Let's just only to, uh, remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is uh, online as we speak, and it's is uh, in shops first thing Friday morning. All your form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Favourite features and plenty of great reading besides. Uh, so, uh, next week, first group one of 2023. We'll look forward to bringing that to you. In the meantime, back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.